Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, it is another day that goes without saying that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that this is the day that the Lord has made and that you have made a decision to follow him today. This is a day that has no promise of return. It had no promise to be seen, but guess what? It is the love of the Lord that we have this day. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Traveling pulpit family, I spoke on Wednesday and I talked about how Jesus came to this world alone. And I said that because I was comparing how Satan, when he was kicked out of heaven, because there was a fight there and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the ones that followed the dragon, they were all kicked out. And Revelation 12, 4 says that his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven. Now, if the the dragon can draw a third of the stars of heaven onto the earth, imagine what this world would be like if we had not had Jesus come and free us to give us the opportunity to be with him forever. That's a hard thing to imagine, isn't it? And we can imagine a lot of things, can't we, traveling pulpit family? But can you imagine a world without Christ? A world without the Savior? Well, one day people are going to wake up and they are going to, They're going to be exposed to that for a time or a time of time. They are going to have that because I believe that people who serve Christ, who have acknowledged Christ and who believe in Christ are going to be removed for a time and a time and a time of time. What I'm talking about is I believe that we are upon the return of the Lord. When, how, where. I don't know. I don't care. What I care about is you getting the word out. I remember the story of Paul Revere, how he went down the New England street yelling, the British is coming. The British is coming on horseback, waking up, bringing everyone to awareness. But do you know what would have happened if those people would have gone back to sleep, not caring about what Paul Revere was saying? That's just a crazy man on the street, running through the streets, yelling the British is coming. Ain't nobody coming. Ain't ain't nobody, ain't nobody worrying about him. You know what would have happened that fateful night? The British would have come over to the Boston Harbor, would have done major damage to the city, possibly even reestablished its kingdom in America as a kingdom or a land proclaimed by the king. But those people didn't go back to sleep. They woke up. They got those. They got themselves together and they fought back. Well, on today, traveling pulpit family, I'm someone who is running around yelling, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And I want you to be prepared for that. I want you to know that he came to this world all by himself Because he cared so much about you that you were worth his coming. 
And he's coming again to not only get you, but to get all who has confessed, who has believed, who has served, who is doing their best to live their best. But those who are living however they want to live, believing whatever they want to believe, they're going to be the ones that are that are lost. They're going to be the ones that miss out. I remember Genesis 3 and 15 that says the Lord would put enmity between the woman and the, the seed of the serpent. And it would be the woman's seed that would crush the head of the serpent's seed. And by doing so, it would be the woman's seed whose heel would be bruised by crushing the head of the serpent's seed. It was Isaiah 9 that talked about the coming of the king when 9 and 6, when Isaiah said, for us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace of the increase of his government and of peace. There will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. I believe Isaiah was letting us know that Jesus was coming by himself, that he needed no help when he arrived because all the help was going to be inside of him. Well, you know, traveling pulpit family, all the help we need is inside of us. It's right there inside of us. What some of us have done is we have suppressed that help because we have become so attached to this world that we think that this world is our home. This world is our everlasting dwelling place. But I want you to know, traveling pulpit family, that's a bold faced lie. It's a bold faced lie from from the pit of hell. This is not our home. Because I know that some have known to themselves, though they live a different way, though they live in another type of lifestyle. I know for certain there is no doubt what I'm about to say that anyone who has ever lived in this world has ever wondered, is there someone greater than me? And the answer is yes. And his name is Elohim, Yahweh. El Shaddai, Adonai, the creator, Jehovah. He is greater than us all. And he created us all. So much so that he sent his son, the most famous scripture in all of the Bible. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not die, should not perish, but have everlasting life. That word should means exactly what it says, that those who live another lifestyle, those who go under a cosmetic body changing surgery, those who pretend to be something that they're not, that's the should 
because they have chosen to serve the world, believing that this world is their home. They have given up on should. But you have the opportunity today to put that should into effect. Should you believe you will be saved? Should you give your life to Christ? You will not drink the wrath the cup of the wrath of punishment that is coming to this earth. And should you have faith in him, you will go with him when he comes. Jesus came to this world all by himself. Revelation 12, four says once again, the dragon with his tail drew a third of the angels to this earth, meaning that his system, his presence is so foolproof that it's done in a way that is made to make God look bad. That's how foolproof his system is because he has so many demons on the earth. Not to mention, now he has a third of them with him on the earth. Not to mention the ones that were created through the abandonment of the post of angels that chose to serve with him and had babies with the human women that became Nephilim so that when the flood happened, the human in them died, but the the spirit in them lived on. So now they're evil spirits in the world. Not to mention that. So he has a third of the stars of heaven plus. Plus. So traveling pulpit family, Jesus came alone of all the the demons in this world, of all the, the evil spirits in this world, of all that the dragon is allowing or manipulating these people into doing. Jesus came alone. He was born alone. He was sacrificed, crucified alone, and he was raised to eternal life alone. I'm saying this because you have the opportunity for yourself today to accept him as Lord and King so that you yourself can have a right to the tree of life. Because if you've heard me say in previous messages, eight people don't make it on a boat this time. It's every man, woman, and child for himself. Everyone is for himself. Everyone has to work out their own salvation for themselves. This is why the traveling pulpit exists, so that you will have an opportunity to hear the gospel, to hear the truth of God's word, No, this isn't charismatic speaking or preaching or teaching. This isn't something that's going to soothe your itching ears. This is something that's going to slay your heart on the altar of God, not on the altar of Baal, where, where a lot of babies are killed. Where a lot of sacrifices are taking place, where a lot of surgeries are done. No, this is the altar of God. This is the altar that has been set up so that you can receive a new heart so that you can have your mind renewed so that you can put on the armor of God because he came alone and he came alone for you. You meant that much to him that he came here all by himself to get you. 
And I hope and pray he doesn't leave without you. Over in the book of Matthew, chapter 8 and verse 28, this is our Savior. This is our Savior at work. He is alone in the world. He could have called a legion of angels at any time while he was here, even before the cross, but he chose not to because you mean that much to him. This is our Savior right here. Matthew 8, 28. And when he came to the other side of the country of the Gardenians, two demon-possessed men met him coming out of the tombs so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out. It wasn't the men that cried out. It was what was controlling the men that cried out. What have you to do with us, O son of God? These men don't know who Jesus is, but it's the one who is controlling the men who know Jesus is. Have you come here to torment us before the time? That lets you know right there, even they know. Even they know, traveling pulpit family, what what this system that that the devil has set up, what the what this system that Satan has set up is to confuse your mind. The battle is in the mind. He has made it so people don't even believe that he exists because he has taken captivity of your mind, your mind is a battlefield traveling pulpit family. And some have already had their battlefield defeated. Some need their battlefield fought for, and some need their battlefield reinforced. Which is it for you today? Because these demons recognized him. These demons questioned him. These demons were afraid of him. Why? Because he was by himself. But it was what they saw in him that made them cry out. They knew exactly who he is. They knew then, they know now. And Jesus told them, no, Jesus is going to tell them, but the story goes, there was a herd of pigs feeding at some distance from them. And the demons begged, they begged. If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. Now, this is where Jesus is just the coldest of saviors. I say coldest of saviors because there is none like him. There was none before him. There is none now and there will be none later on. He is the coldest. The, I mean, I'm telling you. You see basketball players do the ice cold sign, you know, drawing blood. I'm so ice cold in my vein, ice cold in my vein. Nothing compares to this. Absolutely nothing compares to this. Check, check this out, traveling pulpit family. The herd of, they, they begged him. They, they said, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. And Jesus said to them, go. Man, all he said to them was go. Traveling pulpit family, if you got the power of God 
Christ, the Holy Spirit inside of you. You ain't got to roast with these guys. You ain't got to put them in your friendship box. Slay them demons and move on. You ain't got to be buddy buddy with them. You don't have to take them to Starbucks and try to figure out what's wrong with them. You already know they're messed up and they're trying to mess you up. Slay them damn demons and keep it moving 100. That's what you do. So they went. They came out of the men, went into the pigs, went off the side of the bank steep and drowned. But what happened to the demons? What happened to the demons? Because the pigs were the one to drown. So my question is, the demons moved on to someone else because they were free to do so. You ever been in trouble traveling pulpit family or someone in your family has been in trouble and the moment they get in trouble, they're begging for mercy. I didn't do it. What, what happened? I, I didn't mean to do it. What would what, I do? That's because they were controlled by the devil. They were controlled by the system that he set up. See, the demons get inside of us. They make us do something manipulatively, but it's us who get the responsibility for whatever crime we do. Talk about demon possessed. These men were demon possessed. They make movies about this stuff. And, and be careful, traveling pulpit family, because the movies they make depict God as being weak. God is being uh, frail or, or something without power that can be challenged. Right here in Matthew 8 and 28, there is no challenge at all. The defeat comes when he shows up. So if he is in you and you allow him to lead you, the defeat already comes when you show up. Now, a lot of us, even me sometimes, we want to take credit for that. That's not our credit to take traveling pulpit family. That's our credit to give to him. He'll give us the reward, but we got to give him the credit first. You know, when, when I was in churches and I, I used to preach in churches, I would always, you know, come and get finished. Oh, you preached a great message today. You preached a great message today. I didn't know what to say. Honestly, I didn't know what to say because I understood. I understood that it was the Lord who allowed this to happen. It was the Lord who, who gave me and gives me continually the ability to do this. It all comes from him. So when someone would say, you preached a good message today, you preached a good message today, rather than smiling, taking credit for what the Lord has done, I just, I just grab their hand, shake their hand and say, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Because I want nothing. I can, I can, I can, receive everything from him, but I want nothing from someone like me because we are ego chasers. We are ego chasers. We want something to stroke us. And this is why people are, are banning together. They're getting their money together and they're buying preachers. They're buying preachers because they have itching ears, they have sensitive feelings, and they want someone while they're holding their coffee with their scarves round around their, uh, wrapped around their neck to tell, to tell them just how good and wonderful they are while they sip their Starbucks. They want someone to tell them that everything is going to be all right while smiling like a chess cat. They want them to tell them everything is all right while they're putting hundreds of dollars in, in the collection plate just so they can go out and have a sense of feeling. 
The same demons that you walked in with is the same demons that you walked out with, if not even more, because you allowed a demon to stroke your ego, itch your ears or scratch your itching ears. Speak to your feelings. See, sometimes being in those churches, them preachers didn't say a word. I didn't understand anything that they said. They would ask me, uh, what was the message about today? The world, if I know, he didn't say anything. Hell, he sung and danced the whole time. He did more of a show than he did preach the word. He didn't say anything. But what I would tell him is, you got to go hear that. I'm telling you, that might be a word for you because it damn sure wasn't a word for me. I don't know what that man said, to be honest with you. And when the Lord gave me the opportunity to start this podcast, I had a series of questions for the Lord. Can I not do this? Can I not do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I not do that? And the Lord said, are you finished? Because I need you to preach the word in season, out of season, unpopular, because there is no popular. There is no popularity in the truth. There is only popularity in a lie because that's what people pay for. That's what they're paying for in these mega churches now. That's what they're paying for in these in these these uh, independent churches now. They're paying for lies. They're not going to hear the truth. The truth is we're sinners. We need a savior. Christ came down all by himself in this sin sick, sin filled world, died on a cross, was raised on the third day, has given us the opportunity to have a right to the tree of life if we choose him. If not, we're all damned to hell. That's the truth. How many of you want it? How many of you can handle it? That's the truth. But see, there aren't a lot of people that can handle the truth. There aren't a lot of people that, 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 that can understand that Jesus wants us with him. Why does he want us with him? Why does he want us with him? Why did he come to this sin, sick, sin filled world alone? Because Luke 14, 12, Luke 14 and 16, I started at 12, but it's, it's at 16 because there's a great banquet that we're all invited to. There's a great banquet that we're all invited to. And years ago, as it's told in Luke 16 in Luke 14 and verse 16, I'm going to go through this, uh, a paraphrasing a little, a great man gave a banquet. And he sent his servant to tell them that all things were ready. Now, he did this on both sides of the Bible. He did this in what we call the Old Testament. Now he's doing it in what we call the New Testament. But the Bible is just one book, one testament. There is no old. There is no new. He sent Moses to get the people and the, and the people rejected him. The people scattered throughout the earth. And now we are all in trouble. But now the master has sent his servant into the world with the invitations to gather those who will come for the feast. Now, there were some who were pre-chosen or pre-selected. They didn't have to RSVP because they were pre-selected. So he told his servant to go get them. When he went to them, he met a real estate mogul who had just bought some land. He met a businessman who had just bought some oxen. And he met a married couple who had just got married, but wasn't yet leaving to go to the honeymoon because they were enjoying themselves at the party. All three 
denied him. They denied him. They asked to please have us excused. Using an excuse that we cannot come. So the servant goes back to the master and he tells the master everything that happened. You know what the master did traveling pulpit family? He took the RSVPs or the the pre-chosen list from the servant's hand and he ripped it up and he threw it in the fire. Yes, he threw it in the fire and it burned. It burned up those that were pre-selected, those that were pre-chosen, those who did not RSVP. That list burned. He told his servant, he said, I want you to go back out. I want you to go back out quickly into the streets, into the lanes, into the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. And the servant came back and he said, master, what you commanded has been done. And still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go. Wait a minute. Where did we just hear go from? Huh? Where did we just hear go from? The master is telling the servant to now go out into the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. He says, the reason why I threw that list into the fire is so so that none of these men who were invited shall now taste my banquet. None of those who were pre-selected shall taste his banquet, but you will. You will, Traveling Pulpit family, if you accept this invitation. If you accept this invitation, because Jesus came to this world alone. He came here for you. He loved you so much that he wanted you to be with him, that you were worth coming for in a sin-sick, sin-filled world like this. You were worth it. So how do you get this invitation? The invitation is this Romans 10, nine confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And when you are saved, that invitation is just granted to you. It's just granted to you because we live in a world where people are believing that they are birds, they are cats, they are dogs, they are They are men when they're women. They are women when they're men. We live in a world where people are on the altar of Baal, having what they call reassignments to surgery. But they can't take out everything. They can only change some things. So for the men who become women, they still got to go see uh, a urologist because they still got prostates. They can still get prostate cancer, even though they had their balls cut off and they don't have a penis anymore. They can still get prostate cancer. Women who can't have a penis go have their breasts chopped off and take male hormones to sound like me, to try and look like me. But they still get a monthly. I don't understand that. They got to go see a GYN. They can't go see a urologist because they don't have a prostate. They got to go see a GYN, but yet and still they a man. They chop their hair off and want to want to get a fade. The man grow his hair out and want to wear plaits. But see, that's the world. That's the system that Satan set up to confuse 
to distort and to destroy because everything that the Lord God did when he created it, he made it good. Even before man fell, when God created man, it was good. And guess what? When man fell, that's when love kicked in. He'd already loved everything that he created because he liked everything that he created. But when man fell, it was then that love was sacrificed. Love was sacrificed because Jesus was the ram that was taken and used to make clothes to cover the bodies of the freshly uh, recognized sin that our foreparents were in. It was Jesus that was that that sacrificial animal that was sacrificed to make clothes for that couple. And we have been fighting this battle ever since. I've only got 50 years in the battle. Some have longer years in the battle. But guess what? The enemy has been here since before time began. You have to remember when sin came into the world was when time began. So Satan and a third of the angels of heaven, the stars of heaven, the Bible says, were here before time began. But we who are in Christ, who have accepted this invitation, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. We will be here when time no longer exists. And Satan and those who follow him will be in the lake of the lake of fire that was made for him and his angels forever and ever. So you can make this world yours. You will lose it. You can make Christ yours. You will have him for all eternity. Thank you so much. Traveling pulpit family. I, I am so grateful and so thankful for the opportunity to spend time with you in God's word to present to you the truth of God's word. Everything we do here at the Traveling Pulpit Podcast is to bring you the absolute truth of God's word. As I said before, it is not a charismatic word. You will not get feeling stroking, ego pampering, ear itching words out of me. You just won't get them because there are too many men who have cowed down and have stood on the mountaintop and accepted the riches of the world. I want you to know, Traveling Pulpit family. And when you tell the truth, you will be deemed as everything they want you to believe that that person is. But one thing they cannot, one thing that they will not is separate the truth from the person who's telling it. That's the one thing that will never happen. And that's what you're going to get right here on the Traveling Pulpit podcast is the absolute truth. You may not like to hear it, but guess what? It's going to be said. And if you feel that this isn't some place that you feel growth in, then I recommend that you find a Bible believing Bible teaching church and see how their truth stacks up to the truth that I'm talking about, because the truth will always be the truth, no matter how it comes out. Some comes out as truth. Some comes out as lie, but the truth will always out outlive a lie. It always will. And it, a truth, the truth will always burn through a lie. So I'm saying all that to say this. I hope that in your search 
that you will search for the truth first because it was it is the truth that will make you free. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok, all traveling pulpit ministries. Reach out. Let's start a conversation. Uh, let's share. If there are some things that, that you have you want to share. Um, let's share some things are that are happening uh, that are going to happen in the coming year. I am excited about some ideas that have been expressed to me. I'm excited about. So be on the lookout for some some changes that are coming. I'm still working on possibly doing a video through YouTube or some other um, venue. But, you know, me and cameras, you know, the Lord is working on me with that. But until then, and until the Lord um, allows us the opportunity to be here on next week, if it is his will, preach the Bible, no matter where you are to anyone you're in front of. And if necessary, use words. God bless. I love you. And that's it. Bye for now.